section sixteen of china japan and the islands of the pacific this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by jim locke of floyd virginia the world's story volume one china japan and the islands of the pacific edited by eva march tappan section sixteen the rule of the hans by rev william spear two hundred and six b c to two hundred and twenty one a d in this burning of the books the special aim was to destroy the volumes known as the nine classics the first five are these the shu king or book of history the shi king or book of odes the spring and autumn annals the book of rites and the book of changes of these five the last was used in divination and therefore was not destroyed the other four classics were written by mencius and the other pupils and followers of confucius they are the great learning the doctrine of the mean the confucian analects and the works of mencius in the course of time huang ti died and kaoti a book lover sat upon the throne orders were given to search the land for copies of the books then the delighted scholars hastened forward with the volumes or parts of volumes that they had risked their lives to save some had been hidden in caves in the roofs or walls of houses or under their floors and some had been carefully protected and buried in the beds of rivers a blind man was found who could recite more than one-fourth of the shu king and a young girl supplied another portion of the book seventy years after the death of huang ti the house of confucius was torn down and behold in the wall was found a complete copy of the work when kaoti became emperor in two hundred and six b c there were almost no books in the empire but within the two following centuries more than seven thousand were written kaoti was in many ways a noble man and an excellent ruler but he came to the throne because he was the leader of a successful rebellion the editor it is related of this adventurer kaoti that just after the breaking out of the rebellion he happened to meet a fortune-teller on the road who falling at his feet said he offered him this mark of homage because he saw by the lines in his face that he was destined shortly to become emperor in making this prediction the soothsayer no doubt foresaw the probability of its accomplishment for it was not an unlikely termination of the rebellion that the leader if successful should be placed on the throne with this belief therefore the stranger followed up his prophecy by offering his only daughter in marriage to the chief 
coyote accepted the proposal and married the lady who was thus by her father's artifice raised to the dignity of empress for after many scenes of violence and bloodshed in which the lawful emperor lost his life the insurgents were victorious and their leader was raised to the imperial throne the new sovereign was a native of the kingdom of han one of those small states into which the empire had formerly been divided therefore he is called the founder of the han dynasty the princes of his race occupied the throne for more than four centuries the first of the race commenced one of the most celebrated periods of chinese history in spite of the great wall the tartars continued their predatory warfare and sorely disquieted the more polished and peaceful chinese who vainly attempted to propitiate them with alliances and tribute the first emperors of this race endeavoured to make friends of the great tartar chiefs by giving them their daughters in marriage a native historian of the period exclaims our disgrace could not be exceeded from this time china lost her honour in the reign of the ninth emperor the tartars having been provoked by the punishment inflicted upon two of their chiefs who had transgressed the boundaries of the great wall while engaged in hunting the empire was again invaded by the erratic nations and a princess was demanded and yielded in marriage these incidents form the subject of one of the hundred plays of yuan an english version of which was printed in london under the name of the sorrows of han the impolitic system of buying off the barbarians which commenced thus early led many centuries afterwards to the total overthrow of the empire by the tartars during this period however the chinese made very important advances in civilization the arts and sciences were improved literature was encouraged agriculture was in a progressive state and several useful inventions date their origin from the same era among the latter one of the most important is the manufacture of paper which is supposed to have been commenced toward the end of the first century the egyptians had long possessed the art of making paper from the rush called papyrus which was also used at rome for the same purpose in the first century but that the chinese obtained their knowledge from either rome or egypt may well be doubted before they were acquainted with this useful art they were accustomed to write on thin slips of bamboo not with ink but with pointed tools similar to those used by engravers with which they cut or engraved the characters books were formed of bamboo by taking off the outside bark and cutting it into thin sheets all of the same shape and size which after the writing was finished were strung together in such a manner as to form a compact though rather clumsy volume at length about the year of our 
era ninety five it was ascertained by what means does not appear that bamboo might be made into a better material for writing upon than it furnished in its natural state by pounding it in a mortar with water until it becomes a thin paste which being spread out on a flat surface was dried into what we call paper the earliest specimens of this new art in china were probably a very rough description but the manufacture was gradually improved by the mixture of silk and other materials until the chinese were able to produce a paper of the most beautiful texture adapted for printing which we now call india paper and another kind for painting known by the name of rice paper the invention of paper naturally leads to that of ink which in china is always made in those cakes which are imported by the merchants of western countries under the name of indian ink it is used with the camel's hair pencils for writing by the chinese who do not require such pens as ours in the formation of their hieroglyphical characters end of section sixteen this recording is in the public domain recording by jim locke of floyd virginia